Hello and welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've still never met a taco I didn't like. Taco the Town is the podcast where we are conquering Kansas City's taco-verse, one taco at a time. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Just a reminder, I have an art show coming up next week. On Thursday, the day after Cinco de Mayo, Seis de Mayo at Mission Taco Joint on the South Plaza. This is at 51st in Maine, right up the hill from the Peanut and Andres. I'll have some of my new taco paintings on display, as well as some of my Casey Legends paintings. So please stop on by and say hello. Hope you can make it. Let's find out what Taco Place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is Luna Azteca Mexican Grill, located at 5918 Northwest 63rd Terrace, Kansas City, Missouri, 64151. It's in the Parkville area in the Village at Burlington Creek Development. Its hours are Monday through Thursday, 11 to 9 p.m., Friday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Luna Azteca offers amazing meals from the heart of Mexico, cooking in the spirit of Mexico, enjoying authentic Mexican food created by executive chef Jose Barrera. Luna Azteca takes real pride in serving their guests authentic Mexican dishes, made with the finest ingredients available. Their salsas are made fresh throughout the day to ensure maximum flavor, and their handmade tamales are prepared with fresh masa, then wrapped in corn husks for the best taste and to retain moisture. Those are just a few of the efforts they make every day to bring you the real flavors of Mexico. They hope to see you soon at Luna Azteca. We've got some very special guests joining us this week on Taco the Town. What do you say? Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guests. Our three guests this week are hosts of the Lost and Found and Rewound podcast, a podcast you can find right here on the illustrious Lotus Pool Podcasting Network. Isn't that right, Chris Found? Chris Lost. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Isn't that right, Chris Lost? That's right, Dave. They enjoy talking about lesser known films, music, TV, art, etc. They also talk a lot about trains. And Soul Asylum, please welcome to Taco the Town, Chris Lost, Found Jim, and Rick Rewound. Thanks so much for being on the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Dave. And Rick and Jim, you guys are in Illinois, is that correct? That's right. Yep. What cities? Are you both in the same city? No. No. I'm just in the suburbs of Chicago. And I'm in central Illinois, Bloomington Normal. 
Well, they're both in the suburbs of Chicago. <laughs> okay. It's 150 miles away, but yeah, it's by some form, we're a suburb. On our podcast, I'm the ugly American, so then I'm also going to be the ugly Chicagoan who believes that every town in Illinois is a suburb of Chicago. Coming right. from someone who lives in Kansas City, <laughs> somehow you're in flyover country, but yet you still have the ignorance of a person on the West or East Coast. It's beautiful. Now tell me, I need to know, uh, what is the taco scene like in central Illinois or the suburbs of Chicagoland. This is hard to admit, but I'm a very latecomer to uh, tacos. Rick, too. I see Rick and I are brothers, so I think Rick was late to tacos, too. We didn't grow up eating tacos at all. We didn't eat fast food. There were a few times when our father would go to McDonald's and bring us McDonald's, and he would not eat it. But, of course, you know, Jim, you're saying that, but I started eating Mexican food when I was, you know, when I went to college, so when I was, like, 17, and I, I think you did, too, right? Yeah. So that's, considering how old we are, I think we're taco veterans. What country did you grow up in, then? What was What's that? that? What country did you grow up in? <laughs> hey, so so to be fair, I mean, the Chicago area is a vital Mexican-American community. And so growing up in the Chicago suburbs, and if you drove into the city, like my band was rehearsing, I think even before Jim was in the band, we were going to local taco places in downtown Chicago. I got a chicken burrito once and I bit into it and then I, I got a stone and it was explained to me that, oh yeah, that happens because, you know, chickens have have rocks in their gullet. And so I may not have had a lot of Mexican food up until I was an adult, but then I feel like we really dived in deep into the kind of real experience once we became adults and were musicians and rehearsing in Chicago in dungeon-like basements. And then you'd finish your dungeon rehearsal and then you'd go get Mexican food because that was the food in the neighborhood that all the musicians lived in. I have a confession to make. I never ate tacos until I was in, I think, past college. Oh, no, I guess Taco Bell. We ate Taco Bell in high school. Soft, chicken soft tacos. But my childhood, childhood, like pre-high school, uh, no tacos. And then uh, we'd eat the other kind of Mexican food with a B. I won't mention it. Rick mentioned it, but I won't mention <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we don't talk oh, burritos don't here talk on about the show, burritos. Oh, no. man. But the, there's Argo Summit was just 15 minutes away from our homes, and there was a place called, uh, what was it called? Uh, La Familia? What was it? I've forgotten now. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I can't believe I can't remember the name of the place, but they had yeah. the B word as big as your head was their slogan. I ate a lot of those. Well, I feel like okay. the B word as big as your head place started in Champaign, Illinois. I believe that was the yeah. first B word as big as your head restaurant. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, and that was the first time I had a B word. Actually, yeah, maybe that was the first time I had a B word. Um, would have been the first week or two that place opened and recording our band's first cassette tape. Wow. In all your years uh, touring and across America, did you go for tacos as a quick and easy meal or were you going for something else when you were on, on the uh, highways and byways of America? Were you going to get some Taco Bell or did you hit the uh, closest Mexican restaurant or, or were you going for burgers? I think definitely once I became a vegetarian, that's kind of the default. Taco Bell is the default tour fast food. Mexican food is what you eat on tour on the days you don't get a pizza from the club. So yeah. <laughs> right. I'm trying to think of anything else we would eat. Would we eat anything else, Jim? <laughs> like a hearty steak? Never. Maybe once no. on a tour? 
I don't. Sometimes think so. we go to those like uh, buffet places. Yeah, you buffet know? places. <laughs> and they'd have, you know, they'd have the taco bar right next to the salad bar, and so you could make a kind of pretend Taco Bell like taco at the buffet, and then also eat like a bunch of cheesecake and some steak and onion rings. Like you go to one of those places on a Sunday somewhere yeah. in Montana or something, and yeah, you get a big potato. It's all the classic. That, that kind of place. Those, I, we didn't do that too often, but... No, yeah, yeah because it would kill you. You'd, you'd go immediately <laughs> into a food coma. We had a sound guy who could not go to buffets because he would just try to eat as much as possible, as thin as a rail, but it was like, this is a great deal. I can't stop eating, and he would nearly die. We'd have to, you know, resuscitate him in the morning because he would have noticed his stomach would be, like, distended because he ate so much at the buffet because he could not get past that idea that I have to eat as much food as possible for to make it worth the money. Bruce? No, not Bruce. I don't remember buffet issues with Bruce. Bruce had a problem with uh, dill pickles. Was Bruce also the sound man for Slayer? He may have. Yeah, I just, yeah I, he was. Did he? Yeah, he. Yeah, and he's Five Finger Death Punch's uh, sound guy right now. At this time in your lives, would you say you are taco guys? Or are you more the B-word guys? Or are you enchilada guys? I know, Chris, in your past, you've been a fajita guy. You always bring that up. <laughs> Fajita guy, always, man. He always brings it up. Whoa. <laughs> I like the sizzle. <laughs> the thing about fajitas is you can make them into tacos, which I appreciate. You're doing some of the work, right? Right. If, even if you're at a restaurant and you feel like maybe you're making the meal. Do you leave less of a tip, Rick, when you, when, when <laughs> exactly. you have fajitas? You, yeah, fajitas. <laughs> That's a 5% right there. I mean, I, it's half made. You gave me a half made meal. Yeah, I don't, I don't eat a lot of tacos, I have to say. I'm going to start after today. I've missed them. I haven't had, yeah, I just had a bite of the ones I got tonight. And I go out to, yeah, a Mexican restaurant or something for dinner and get a big plate of something like carne asada or something, you know. Yeah, I I don't, I'm not in the habit of going like, yeah, for lunch or something or getting a, getting tacos. But I'm glad that you're going to start today on your taco (laughs) journey. I'm going to rediscover tacos. My ranking is B-Word and then, well, up until recently, Huevos Rancheros, then tacos, then enchiladas. You ever go chimichanga? I've had a chimichanga once in a while. Our mother is a chimichanga, like always would get chimichangas. (laughs) My mother was a chimichanga. (laughs) was a chimichanga fan, is what I should say. I had to tell her recently that, I I don't know if she had forgotten, I was like, you used to get chimichangas all the time, and she she kind of, she was like, "Mm, I don't know. She blanked it out. Just Yeah, yeah, it's probably why she you know, made it past 80 is because she stopped eating. Yeah. <laughs> deep fried. Right. That's the fried one, right? Yeah. Deep fried. Yeah. yeah I, I've had one of those in the, a year. It's, it's like a once a year thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a treat. Yeah. yeah. You know, my favorite origin story is that the chimichanga was just a burrito that somebody accidentally dropped into the deep fryer or bumped sure. and fell in, or at least that's what the history channel tells me. <laughs> and uh, that's was the creation of the chimichanga. That makes a lot of sure. sense. It does make sense. It's like, that's how like it happened. the Scotland, the uh, deep fried Mars bars or whatever. Mars Snickers bars. bars. Yeah. Or a bunch of people emigrated from Mexico to America, set up a restaurant, and then went to every other Mexican restaurant and realized, oh, Americans only eat fried food, so we better start frying these burritos Mm -hmm. or Americans won't eat them. Okay, let's get into your podcast, Lost and Found and Rewound. How did this show come about? What is your podcast origin story? I texted Rick once, is Breaker Morant any good? And Rick texted back to me, 
I haven't seen that movie. And <laughs> we have kind of had these types of exchanges over text for a while. Because I remember seeing Breaker Morant on the video box, on the video store that we all used to rent from, Showtime Video. And, that um, that might have been it, right? Is that like, I remembered the box too. It's like maybe we had had both remembered the film and the the box and the poster but had never actually watched it yeah never watched so i was like let's do an esoteric film podcast and then the other thing is jim he turned me on to electric glide and blue have you ever seen that film no with uh beretta wasn't beretta in that film yeah and uh chicago the band chicago chicago yeah they're all in it directed by the the producer manager of chicago right james gacero or it was peter satara no, <laughs> no. This or Peter Peter Cetera is in the movie, but he's not a front man yet. He's still yeah. just the bass player. He was an oboe player, I think, in Chicago, <laughs> and then they moved him up to vocals at some point. And that's when they really took. That's off. when they, then he had that oboe like vocal style. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a goose. I was honored to be a guest on your show. We talked about Mystery Train. You guys seem to talk about trains a lot. There's a lot of films with trains. I have a list here of other train movies that you haven't reviewed yet. Mm. You want to go through these one at a time? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe on a future season of Lost and Found and Rewound, you could review some of these. Uh, Money Train with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. No. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> not not going to do that one. Great Train Robbery, 1978. Sean Connery, Donald Sutherland. You guys kind of yes. have a Donald Sutherland kick. Uh, yeah, to your. Uh, I just watched that recently. Show. Actually, Jim and I saw that in the theater. I don't know if Jim remembers, but we I saw that in the no. theater. Yes, wow. it was the first time I saw someone make a copy of a key by pressing it into wax or mm. clay. <laughs> uh, train spotting, nineteen ninety six. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we we saw that. We just got to see it like six months before everyone in America because we were in London. We saw it the day day it came out in uh, London. I was like. Oh, this is by the guy who did Shallow Grave, and I forced, I, I believe I forced everyone to go see it. Steel Full Bathtub, it was everybody. We were all yeah, a tour. That's right. Rose's sister was there. It was, yeah, in London. Yeah. We saw, I think we saw it the, the day it came out, full release. It wasn't the premiere, but it was the, the wide, first wide release of the film. So yeah, and then, Train Spot Eye. Yeah, like six months later, I dragged all my friends somewhere in Chicago. We were like, oh, you got to see, the, it finally came out in America. You got to see this movie. I felt so cool. It was like... I saw this six months Anti ago. You were very anti-baby back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a good film to watch after you have kids. Definitely not. I watched. I watched it again a while ago, and it wasn't. It was upsetting. And then I watched Train Spotting too. Was that on your list? Did I just ruin your? I was going to ask if you if you'd seen that because I'd never mm. saw that mm. one. I didn't hear any good things about it. It was not as bad as I thought it would be, and it's nice seeing all those actors. It's like that that Dennis Rodman book, not as bad as I expected it to be. Wasn't that the name of Dennis, Dennis Rodman's biography? I think that's the follow-up to as bad as I want to be. As bad as I want to be, that's what it was. The sequel is not as bad as I expected it to be. And it's about reading his book. <laughs> Girl on the Train with Emily Blunt, 2016. Never seen it. No. Uh, Strangers on a Train, oh. 1951, Hitchcock. Yeah, I love that. Great yeah. I love watching any movie with Robert Walker and then watching a movie with Robert Walker Jr. and being disturbed at how much the son looks like the, the father. It's really disturbing. Like, you know how kids look like their parents, but like, it's almost like Robert Walker just cloned himself as opposed to had intercourse with a woman to create an offspring. 
It's like I'm pretty sure Harry Styles is my son because that thing's kind of happening. <laughs> Spitting image. And you wear dresses a lot, too. We were just commenting last night on a text thread that if you want to be like a huge, huge rock star, you should wear a blouse. Because we were watching this Led Zeppelin footage of them playing, and they all had blouses on. I mean, they're clearly blouses. And I was like, man, that looks good. Harry Styles wears a blouse. Prince wears a blouse. Michael Jackson. Jimmy, Jimi Hendrix, kind of. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, yeah. He actually kind of had a blouse thing going on. Yeah, you were saying that the bigger the blouse or the nicer the blouse, the more talented the rock star, right? Right, yeah. Do you know the uh, the misspelling theory about being famous? That uh, Def Leppard, the reason why they spelled their name that way was because of Led Zeppelin and the Beatles. They knew that they had to have oh, their name misspelled oh. in order to get famous. Like Leonard Skinner, too, Leonard right? Leonard Skinner, yeah. yeah, there are lots of examples. Birds. Lots the birds. of birds, yeah. Uh, here are some more blouses. Uh, Kip Winger. Kip Winger. <laughs> yeah. He has some great blouses. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison probably wore a blouse. Uh, and Millie Vanilli. <laughs> really, I think Done. of them with like skin tight. Oh, no, that's right, said Fred. Millie Vanilli wore the same kind of stuff, though, right, as right, said Fred. Sometimes, yeah. I think of, I'm thinking maybe of just a specific video where they had blouses. I thought Millie on. Vanilli was that kind of pirate. Blousey oh, kind maybe. of pirate yeah. thing. Magician. In the rain. Kind of magicians. <laughs> they could have been magicians. Magicians. <laughs> the magician look, yeah. Some... Magicians wear blou blouses. <laughs> Siegfried and Roy, probably. Uh, IT crowd episode where, uh, what's her name, is dating a guy, and then the other guy says, that only thing I, I just I don't like him because he looks like a magician and then <laughs> then she can't see him any differently after that. It's just like every time she's on a date with the guy, he, yeah. he she can't He's got stop little, seeing him as a magician. He's got mustache. the goatee and the, the yeah. yeah, his outfit and yeah. The boss from the it crowd is in um <laughs> What we do in the shadows, the TV show, and he's he's amazing in it. Oh yeah, I um, love him so much. Matt, something second boss. Yeah, second boss. Yeah, the other one is Chris. The first boss Chris killed himself, right? Yeah, Chris. What's his face? Yeah, there's it's Matt, Matt. and Chris. So whenever I have filmmaker uh, filmmakers or film reviewers on the show, I always like to get their overrated, underrated on films and directors. You guys want to try this little game? Sure. All right. <laughs> You don't know what you're getting yourself into, but here we go. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Let's start it out with most overrated film of all time. Ooh, wow. I mean, the easy, it's low-hanging fruit is to say Star Wars, but sure. Then there's a lot of people that don't like Star Wars or have never yeah. seen Star Wars. So I don't know if I'd call Star Wars overrated. Is it worth what happened? To the world after Star Wars? <laughs> Star Wars is a great film. You got to be able to separate. It's like when you're going to go listen to like maybe a late 60s dead show and you want to enjoy it. You cannot think about those people that you encountered in college <laughs> in the 80s, late 80s, who went to dead shows like every weekend. Otherwise, there's no way you have any chance of enjoying the dead show, even if there's a good song here or there. Now, that's a bad example because I don't yeah. like The Grateful Dead. I do like other albums. I like that first album. I've told this story numerous times, but my wife and I went to see Titanic in 1997, finally, in the theater. This was at a time when movies that were hugely popular would play for like a year. And so we went about a year into the mania, sat in the theater, and these two young women 
were sitting in front of us. We, we talked to them because my wife is social and started talking to them. They were like, oh yeah, we've watched it 50 times. It's the most amazing movie ever. During the course of the film, my wife and I were laughing as people were plunging. You know, you know that scene where the boat kind of tips up and then the computer generated people plunge down and kind of bounce off of things. And we were weeping with laughter. And I've always felt <laughs> guilty, but also right. James Cameron films, Avatar, anything like I, I, Terminator 2 is good. I'll give him that. Terminator 1. Love that movie. Is good. I'll give him that. But yeah. Titanic. What's the, the Blue People movie? Avatar. Avatar, which we're going to be plagued with four more of those movies. And I don't understand why this man is allowed not only to make movies, but then allowed to be told that he's he's doing something good and is allowed to be supported as a genius. Would you say he is your most overrated director? Definitely. I'm going to say Jim Cameron's the most overrated director. I'm going to agree with that. And that Catherine Bigelow is the most underrated director. I'm going to go with that as the, as the overrated, underrated couple <laughs> of the century, of the millennium do you have an underrated film most underrated film my over the most overrated film was just me personally i know i personally overrate the cat from outer space and so it goes hand in hand with the most underrated film is cat from outer space so i'd, I'd say that's underrated yeah when are you guys going to do that on your show because you bring it up every episode i want you guys to do that it's, on your podcast I've been saving it jim i'll tell you that there have been so many times on disney plus where i'm just sitting don't watch it. We'll watch it together. Okay. That'll be the last episode. Okay. That'll be the last uh -huh. episode. Okay. <laughs> so, so we can watch it together. We've got three episodes to do. We, we've got to finish our four movie run. And then we've got the intruder episode. And then we've got 1999 versus sign of the times. Was that it? Yeah, that's right. 1999 versus Sign of the Times. And then we'll do The Cat from Outer Space. I just discovered this, um, the current, you know, the Minneapolis radio station, like alternative radio station that Prince used to listen to, right? That's probably why Prince, you know, knew cool music, right? Knew about the Cocteau Twins, right? In addition to mainstream music. But they did a series a few years ago about 1999 and Sign of the Times. They say the, the disastrous opening shows for the Rolling Stones are what caused 1999, right? We're like the impetus behind 1999 because he started working on it almost immediately after the disastrous L.A. opening sets that Prince did for the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Well, and you know that sample is in my, one of my favorite Prince songs of all time, Pop Life. Oh. Allegedly, when it breaks down, you know, there's a breakdown oh. and there's kind of a bell. It sounds like a ring bell. Yeah. That's allegedly the booze from, from the oh uh, Rolling Stones crowd. Wow, I got to listen to that again. Yeah. We've, we've tangented. We've really knocked this off of... The <laughs> now you're getting the full LFR experience. By the time this episode airs, the Oscars will have already happened. Do you guys have any Oscar favorites going into the 2021 most unanticipated Oscars <laughs> Academy Awards ever? Do you have a favorite? I'll defer to my co-hosts. I'm, I'm still mad that Parasite ripped off Martyrs. I'd say uh, my best picture this year is Martyrs. Bring it back. Show it to the world. French extremist, the most violent and gory film I've ever seen in my life, completely ripped off by Parasite. I'm calling them out. Let's get martyrs up there and give them the Oscar they deserve for being ripped You're off. You're going to run up on stage, <laughs> interrupt, or run, yeah. run into the someone's Zoom call and interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, every week here on the show, we like to check the taco news stories of the week. 
What do you say? Let's check the taco ticker. <laughs> taco ticker story number one. This is kind of a sad story, guys. Um, this is a follow-up to a story we covered a couple years ago. In 2019, a Fresno man died while competing in an amateur taco eating contest. And now his son is suing the organizers of the event. Marshall Hutchings, the 18-year-old son of the man who died during an amateur taco eating contest, is suing the Fresno Sports and Events LLC for negligence. Dana Hutchings, 41, died after choking on tacos during the August 2019 contest at Chuck Chansky Park during a Fresno Grizzlies minor league baseball game. Dana Hutchings had never previously taken part in a competition like the taco eating contest before, and he collapsed just several minutes into the competition. Staff rushed on stage to assist him and began cardiopulmonary resuscitation before calling 911. He was pronounced dead at the Community Regional Medical Center. They said Hutchings died of choking, while the lawsuit states that Hutchings had both chewed and unchewed tacos blocking his respiratory system. Sorry for our listeners who like to eat tacos while listening to this show. I didn't know I was going to read that. Uh, they're, they're, they're suing the event. Fresno Sports and Event LLC failed to fully inform Dana Hutchings of every risk he was accepting when he agreed to enter the amateur taco eating competition. I'm no lawyer, but I mean, LLC, that means limited liability corporation, right? That that absolves them of any responsibility, right? You oh, put yeah. LLC on there, you're not liable, right? They could have been jamming the food down his throat and they still wouldn't have personally, still yeah. wouldn't have been. We'd still have a ten bu- Ted Bundy if there was a Ted Bundy LLC. He'd be fine. You always are saying Ted Bundy got a raw deal. That's one of your. <laughs> I'm just saying he should have incorporated. I'm not saying he got a raw deal. He got what he deserved. But if he was thinking, if he was so smart, he was a lawyer. Yeah, he represented himself, right? He, he got the electric chair. Or he I did. just wish Ted Bundy Bundy would have participated in a taco eating contest, and he would have choked on some tacos, and then we would have been saved. Of a lot, there would have been a lot of uh, that, that money that the state spent putting him on trial and stuff, saving that money. So what you're right. talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're hoping that he had done that early in his life before oh, he had killed okay. all those people. I thought, yeah. I thought you were talking about after. Okay. Uh, I had a harsh realization about Ted Bundy. I watched a lot of, as we chronicle on the show, I watch a lot of shows about sociopaths and serial killers. And Ted Bundy, uh, after he had escaped one time, escaped to watch um, the Washington State football team win the national championship, drank, was drinking beers in a bar watching the Washington State uh, national championship because he was a fan, because he, he was a fan of that football team. So you know who that means that he rooted for. Yep. Jim, you know who who that would break my heart that Ted Bundy was rooting for, Washington State winning the national championship? Washington State. Or is it University of Washington? Sorry, University of Washington. Warren Moon was the quarterback. So Ted Bundy rooted for Warren Moon. <laughs> I have a question. Do, do you think it's right to wish death on someone before they commit? <laughs> mass murder right like, like so you're, you're right baby would baby you go hitler. back in time and kill baby hitler rick and i have a baby hitler conversation like every year we've just gotten so old that we forget about it would you go back in time and make ted bundy participate in a taco eating contest so he would choke on the tacos would you do that yeah, it seems wrong to me like maybe after he killed what makes you a serial killer is that just two people yeah more than one or is it three like what's what's the standard more than one. More than one. That makes you a Chris, serial killer. 
I would say it's more than one in 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 more than one event. So right, like so, killing two people in the same event, that's not a serial killer. Right, right. That's a that's a possible mass homicide, right? But then so yeah, so if right. you killed 10 people at once, you wouldn't necessarily be a serial killer. Okay. Right. No, you'd be that's a, that's a mass homicide. Why did you read yeah. that story? That's what that's what led us to this. <laughs> you guys, you brought up Ted Bundy. Don't bring up Ted Bundy, Chris. If we're going to talk about didn't Ted Bundy bite people too? <laughs> oh, yeah. He did Cut so much out of this episode. Did you purposefully try to bomb this, this I'm not, episode? I'm not, no, I'm trying to make it funny. Oh, that's why I keep. So you brought up, up Ted, Ted Bundy. <laughs> okay, let's do Taco Ticker story number two. This is a light-hearted one. This will be better. Taco Bell appears to be bringing its cult favorite cantina concept to Kansas City. According to Kansas City Magazine, documents suggest Taco Bell is poised to bring its cult favorite cantina concept to Westport in Kansas City. The news was first reported by the Kansas City Star, which seemed surprised to find a liquor license application for a Taco Bell in Westport. Taco Bell Cantina, if you haven't had the pleasure, is in Las Vegas, New York, Chicago. Have you guys been to the Taco Bell Cantina? No. No. Um, it is the brand's vaguely clubby spinoff brand fueled by a wall of boozy, slushy dispensers and shareable appetizer platters. <laughs> Perfect for COVID. Among Taco Bell fans, the company describes them as eternal 25-year-olds. The cantina is known as the most desirable and refined form of Taco Bell. And yes, there is a running list of cantina locations on Thrillist. And they're not easy to come by. Austin has one. San Francisco only has two. And now there is one planned for 4111 Broadway in Westport, which is the new Wesley apartment building across from Broadway Coffee and the shuttered Hopcat. So there's a Taco Bell Cantina coming to Kansas City. Chris, are we going to be hanging out there? Demolition Man, anyone? Yeah, they won. They won. They won. Taco yeah. Bell won the wars. <laughs> well, see, Rick is straight edge, so he's probably not going to the cantina. Okay. I'm thinking if you put booze, see, now my mind's just going to a bad place again because <laughs> Westport is where everybody gets beat up. Like everybody gets beat up down. There's all those, there's just nothing but fights down in Westport. There was so, a shooting there a couple of days ago. Too. That's what I was, yeah. there's where my head was. Why would you put more liquor and tacos down where there's all those guns? <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what do you think, Ted Bundy? <laughs> what if Ted? If go back in time, Ted, but put Ted Bundy in Westport in the middle of a gunfire. Gunfire! Oh my God, Ted Bundy in Westport? Are you kidding? Do you know what he did? He would get so riled up, he wouldn't care. He would just go straight through everybody at Westport. He'd bite and shoot and club people with pieces of wood. Do you know this man? Well, it's already happening in Westport every weekend. So, who's got his Volkswagen Beetle? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's one of those weird little roadside museums, you know, those car museums. I bet somebody has it. Like the Bonnie and Clyde's. There's like ten Bonnie and Clyde car death cars. You know, they're all over yeah. the place. Yeah, there's that one out by Vegas, right? They everyone they had advertised it as the Bonnie and Clyde car, but it's in the middle of nowhere in the desert in Vegas, out by Vegas. So you guys, is this you guys have a true crime podcast? Is that what it is? You talk about killers, Ted Bundy, 
Actually, I did watch a fascinating film. Was it called My Friend Dahmer? Have you seen that film? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I, I've seen the picture and thought to myself, I don't want to watch that, you know, as I'm scrolling through movies on my streaming device. Well, I'll, uh, I'll definitely be checking out that Taco Bell Cantina. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. Eat tacos, win prizes. Let me say that again. Eat tacos, win prizes. The KCK Taco Trail offers a flavor-filled experience through more than 50 taquerias in Kansas City, Kansas. Download your free KCK Taco Trail Pass to find your way to the tastiest tacos in Kansas City. So what are you waiting for? Get started at kcktacotrail.com. Okay, so me and Chris got tacos from a place that we've been to before. It's up north here in Kansas City, Luna Azteca. Chris, so far, what are your thoughts? It's actually quite good. Really good. I'm excited about it. But Rick and Jim, where did you guys go in Illinois to get your tacos? I went to Brothers Mexican Grill, which I'd never been to. The building has a long story past that both Chris and Rick would find very interesting and no one else. But <laughs> it's, I don't know, this place I think opened maybe three years ago, two years ago, and it was formerly Dino's. Oh, yeah. Which is one of Chris's favorite places. Or Hot Dog Special. Yeah, I love yeah, a hot dog special oh, at Dino's. Dino's is the place where they took the Mr. Donut sign, That's, cut it down. That was the part for you, yeah. yeah. Before it was Dino's, it was Mr. Donut. Yeah. The place we went and in our childhood in the 70s. You can still tell because they took the Mr. Donut sign and replaced the plastic on it, but it still has got the outline of what Mr. Donut signs used to look like. Yep. In the building. Yeah, it's got a zigzag roof. It's the same Mr. Donut roof. Wow. But... I'm going to have to go there. It's great. This is the first food I've had from there, and it's so far, it's amazing. I'll save this maybe for Donut the Town, but the last time the I went to a Mr. Donut was in Tokyo. They had a Mr. Donut in Tokyo. Yeah, they've taken over. Japanese company owns their lot in Japan now. And I think the only Mr. Donut left in America is in Illinois. Is like just north of St. Louis, not too far from Rick. Where did you go, Rick? I went to Tony's Tacos, which um, is a place that everyone in town loves. You were asking about central Illinois and there's there's a great place called El Portone in town here, which to me just feels like somebody took a Chicago uh, Mexican restaurant and lifted it, airlifted it and just plopped it into central Illinois. So I really love El Portone, but today I tried out Tony's Tacos. I mean, this kind of invalidates most of my feedback about the tacos, but I've gone vegan and Tony's Tacos has vegan tacos. And so I'm trying out a vegan taco. It's good so far. It does have that weird kind of plasticky cheese, but it's got supposedly vegan sour cream. I'm suspicious and it's great because I haven't had a taco since I've gone vegan. And the place is really authentic. It wasn't a central Illinois Mexican restaurant. It was genuine. What kind did you get, Jim? What kind of tacos are you, you uh, working on there? See, I got taco dinner, just choice of three. And I got chorizo, pastor, and uh, barbacoa. Oh, nice. That's a great combo there. So we've got al pastor chicken. This crunchy is the chicken. Did you get that one yet? The pastor was the best so far. This one's not so great. It's okay, but I haven't had the crunchy yet. That's the carnitas. Luna Azteca, really, sorry, I'm just going to, ooh, Chris, you might have to back me off the mic here. Luna Azteca forgot the tortilla chips in my order tonight. Oh, man. 
No tortilla chips. We got it to go. They gave me three things of salsa. No chips for the three. Can you imagine if you went to a restaurant with Rick and you get fajitas? So one, there's 5% off the tip there. Then you forget the chips. How? What's a percentage reduction there? It was a 5% tip. That was the tip was 5% for fajitas. Because you go down from 10, you take it down from 10%. Now you're at five. Is that what you're saying? So like executives, I don't know what executives tip, but as a musician... And I think this is well-documented. Musicians always tip at least 20%, if not more, uh, just to be serious for a moment, because a lot of musicians have actually served people food in the past. And so they, and in the future, wow. and in the present. And so I just mm, Did you to, say they serve people a lot of tood? Because I feel like I'm getting a lot of tood from you, Rick. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> when I was 12 years old, my first job was busboy at my uncle's restaurant. And then when I was in high school, I worked several years as a pizza cook and waiter at Pizza Hut. So when I tip minimum 20%, minimum 20%, and I will right. say, and this is sincere, I'm not kidding, that in COVID times, I'm tipping somewhere in the 80 to 100% Jeez. range. All right. Okay. Because I, we don't go out for food that often. We go, you know, maybe once or twice a week. And I feel like those places, that those people who work, actually. Um, those people, Chris? Servers and restaurant people. What am I trying to say? They're service, not getting the tips that they used to. They're not making the money they true. used to. So I try and overcompensate. That's the truth. That's what I'm really doing out there. See, I feel bad now because I, I felt pretty, pretty generous given a 25% on a carryout order and apparently I'm, I should be doing better in COVID times. Come on, man. These people need your dough. I'm going to steal a Tom Sharpling saying nobody ever went broke over tipping. I think I would, if I gave hundred percent tips again, I'm a teacher. You don't drink. Here's the other thing. You don't drink alcohol. So exactly. that's an, and you know that not drinking alcohol. I know waiters hate me. You are lowering the bill by not drinking alcohol. You don't want a margarita? You sure you don't want a margarita? No, thank you. I do not want a margarita. I'll have a margarita. No, young man. I do remember getting angry at my son having a virgin margarita and adding tacking $8 onto the bill. <laughs> There's been times in my life where I've quit drinking for long periods of time. And when I go out, I actually add the cost of what I would have drank onto the tip. I thought you were going to say, but you started drinking because you felt bad that you weren't spending enough money at well, the restaurant. Yeah, that too. That too. So you're living in an alternate reality where you did drink and you're paying for that alternate reality. Right. That's that's a weird way to go about life. I just feel like servers deserve it. Okay. Servers deserve it. That's, that's my <laughs> new catchphrase. That's your new t-shirt. It can be taken any way people want to take it, but I mean tip. They need, they deserve big tips. So I just had the crunchy chicken taco from Luna Azteca. It was good. It was good. It was good. I expect it to be a little bit bigger, maybe. That's what you're working on, isn't it? How is it? Nothing beats the El Pastor. This is, again, average. I even put some salsa on it. Okay. Didn't help. Yeah. I'm pouring a lot of salsa on this, too. Now I'm saying salsa like you say salsa. <laughs> uh, Rick and Jim, how do you guys say salsa? Salsa. Salsa. Chris salsa. says salsa with a Z. The, the fajita guy says salsa. <laughs> I don't know why I say salsa. It's I'm not trying to be exotic or anything. I'm just I just say it that way because I at some point it's cool. It's fun. It's fun. That's yeah. why I say it yeah. that way. So so far, Rick and Jim, what would you give at out of a scale of one to five golden tacos? What would you give the tacos you are eating tonight from your hometown taco spots? I'm trying to decide on whether or not to comment on the fact that that we've become Rick and Jim again. I didn't even notice. 
That's that's what we are. That's it happened on another another podcast where we we were uh, we were addressed as Rick and Jim, Rick and Jim, and that that brings up my cousin when he was three or four. He used to call us collectively as Rick and Jim, even as individuals. I probably got that from that episode that I just listened to. So. <laughs> I'm going for a four out of five for these. These are good. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, the past decade or so, I've not eaten a lot of tacos. All the tacos this world has to offer, you have neglected uh, them for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I could easily say five out of five, but I was just being, you know, I, I just don't know. I think there's there's room to grow. Is there anything yet that you thought they were missing that would have brought them to a five? What would you have liked to have had more of in that those tacos tonight? A little sauce, which is downstairs on the table. That's my <laughs> fault. So I didn't More salsa. <laughs> No, but I, I really like the chorizo. That's the other thing. I recently, you know, I hadn't had chorizo in 20 years or 25 years. And the past couple of years, I've every once in a while I've splurged and gotten chorizo. And <laughs> I'm enjoying it. This is, yeah, the chorizo taco is great. Chorizo is one of the things I missed when I started, when I went vegetarian. Definitely chorizo is a magical thing. Although you can get a pretty good vegetarian chorizo because it is just a bunch of grease and spice, right? Yeah. And some and texture. I forgot to mention that there's there's another place in town that's closed right now due to the pandemic. It's a rock club, but they also are a restaurant. It's called the Night Shop and they have amazing jackfruit tacos. And so that's that's how I would rate everything against that. They they and they have a good vegetarian and vegan menu, right? Like it's like half of their menu is vegetarian and vegan. That's the peak for me in terms of <laughs> again, I feel terrible saying it, vegan tacos so for me tony's tacos it's a great place and everyone loves it um in terms of the vegan what would i yeah it's 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 the bag of vegan cheese and vegan sour cream is fine because sour cream's weird anyways right it does it kind of does it's the same thing it doesn't matter how you make it whether or not you used a dairy product or not as long as it's kind of white tart cream i'd say it's it's a three out of five in terms of a vegan taco but it's I'd give it a four just because they have that option and they have that on the menu, which no other place in town does except for the night shop, which is closed. And so um, what would I like? I'd like, uh, yeah, more experienced sort of fake cheese made with uh, nutritional yeast. Yeah, you use nutritional yeast and you can make... In place of the stuff you scrape out of a cow's stomach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rennet. Yeah, yeah, rennet in in place of the rennet and then it makes the perfect kind of like cheese whiz or like the nacho like the fake nacho cheese the kind of, you know, stuff you'd get at a baseball game, you know, that kind of cheese or at a movie theater. Like you can oh, make yeah. a really good good stuff version of that, but you can also make a good kind of melted cheese with nutritional yeast that doesn't look like that and that would put it over the top. Chris, I have one extra taco here. They also forgot to give a second uh, steak taco. That's you, all yours. You want to try it? That's all yours. Okay. I'm tacoed out. You're tacoed out? So what What would you give your final rating for Luna Azteca tonight? 3.5, 3. I'd say. 3.5? Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm going 3.9 <laughs> just on that El Pastor taco alone. That's a low for you. You're usually pretty generous with those ratings. I don't know what it was. That El Pastor was amazing, mm-hmm. but the rest were just kind of just okay. I'd give the El Pastor a four. I'd go that high. Yeah, definitely. The carnitas was was not amazing. I'm not giving this rating low just because they forgot my nacho, my uh, my chips. I'm not bitter about that at all. You don't sound bitter. No, you sound aggrieved. 
one reason why I was going to have some tacos in the past year or two is I heard about this other place. It's a little far for me to go. I was going to go today, but it's called, it's like Birria Zaragoza. And it's like kind of, I think was really famous or got famous a few years ago. It was like all, was trending. It's like kind of around Midway Airport, and but it's like goat, goat tacos. And actually, I think it says on, on Google, I wrote it, it says like, in quotes, casual goat centric Mexican eatery. <laughs> have you eaten at Zaka Zaka Tacos in I Chicago? Have not. No. We went there two summers ago. A similar neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, that's Zaka Tacos isn't too far from where uh, Jim. You're describing like Archer yeah. Avenue, Midway yeah, right. area, right? If you go up Archer exactly, to Midway, yeah. yeah exactly. That that's all pretty close to Argo Summit too. So all that whole area has. It's kind of like. Um, I'm sure all great. <laughs> Similar to KCK, it's got that kind of yeah. stretch of awesome Mexican restaurants. Yeah. Uh, update on my on my rating: the, the steak was really really good. Ooh. Uh, just had steak, cilantro, and onion. Super delicious. I'm gonna go for out of five golden tacos. The steak nice. steak was really good. Pumped it up. So I sent you guys some good reviews. Of Luna Azteca. Are you ready? Do you have those handy? It is time to do good reviews in a funny voice. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. I got to get into my character. Okay. I can I can usually only do this character saying like two or three things. It's It involves, I got to get it exactly right. But you got to put the side chain compression on the on the base with the kick job and then it kick punches through. He's kinda a little like John Travolta. Yeah. A little Jonathan Richmond. But I can't I, I lose it if I'm not talking about side chain compression. I have to talk about side chain compression. It's just a slamming beat. Okay, let me see if I can get into it. Should I do the review? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, these, so these are good reviews of Luna Azteca. Uh, Rick, you want to go first? I'm going to lose it, man, if I don't keep the side chain compression in my mind. If you don't like this restaurant, I don't like you. Sorry, I don't make the rules. There's nothing bad I can say except that they need more locations. The owners are the most down-to-earth people you'll ever meet. I see them time to time busting tables like it's nothing. The food is legit. And I'm a self-proclaimed, voluntary Mexican food expert. So, I live in Lenexia, Kansas, of all places. Home of Mexican food lovers, I believe. It's over half an hour to this place, and I pass dozens of wannabe restaurants along the way to get here. Mama Tita Soup? More like Momas Tita Soup. You could use that if you want, Luda. <laughs> Miss Palabras es sus palabras. Five stars. <laughs> That's awesome. You were channeling something. I, I was looking away. I, I, it wasn't Rick anymore. Jim, who do you have there? I made a little uh, recording. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just, you know, I just can't do voices. Okay. I'm wussing out, so I'm going to let some other people do it. It's Fiona and Samantha who, I guess they live in my computer. Whoa, this is our first robot review. Let's see if this works. Tisha S says, okay, I'm picky about my Mexican food as my ex-mother-in-law was from, from Mexico, Mexico City, City and knew how to cook. 
what a wonderful surprise Luna turned out to be. As Teco cheese dip was delicious and the salsa with cilantro was incredible. Incredible. I took a chance and got the carnitas and I'm so glad I did. Way too much food but, yay, leftovers. Also we got the Luna grilled chicken burrito and it couldn't have been any better. Rice and the beans were on point. We'll for sure tell everyone about this restaurant and can't wait to come back. Five, Five stars. stars. Incredible. <laughs> that was awesome. Did it work? That was, that that was like, wonderful. Like being on like the British robot version of The View or something. <laughs> right. Man, that's awesome. Our first robot review. That was incredible. It was Thank amazing. You. To recap, 5918 Northwest, 63rd Terrace, Kansas City, Missouri, 64151, Luna Azteca. If you're having a hankering for some tasty tacos right now, seating is limited inside, so I would get it to go. But make sure to check your bag that there are going to be tortilla chips with your salsa in the bag <laughs> at Luna Azteca. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. This is Chris Lost and found Jim. And Rick Rewound. And we're from the Lost and Found and Rewound podcast, and you're listening to Taco the Town with W. Dave Keith. Lost and now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. Okay, this is Taco Topics. This is where I get your in-depth taco feelings. Jim. Chris, Rick, well, let, let them do it. Cause I've done this before. Okay. Uh, if, if you want to chime in, you know, feel free. Okay. This, this is a questionnaire. I just want to know your, your true taco feelings on all of these. Uh, question number one, what's the one thing you look for in a taco? I guess it would be lettuce. I was going to say, yeah, fresh freshness. That was the close. It's close fresh ingredients. Lettuce. I think I made a mistake today. Cause I really, when I do make like a vegetarian or vegan taco at home, it's a special treat to have the hard shell. It's for some reason, when I ordered tacos at a place, I don't get that. I feel like, I think I made a mistake. Oh, you wanted the crunchy. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, that's. A, I think I made a mistake. That was my very next question to you. Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft, but like Rick just said, it is like a nostalgia thing. Because I think the first, obviously the first, even though I didn't have them when I was a kid, but first time I had a taco, I'm sure was a hard shell, whatever, American taco. Right. And, it's been a long time since I've had one of those. So actually not too long. I, I went to Taco Bell maybe a few years ago, just out of curiosity to get one of those crazy Dorito concoctions, you know? <laughs> nice. So that brought you back in that, that, that was a gateway taco. <laughs> right. That's what my kid eats. Youngest eats from Taco Bell. He just gets the Dorito tacos. It was a letdown too. The, when I, it was like, it should, I thought it was going to be crazier, you know, I just, yeah. it was just like, <laughs> they use words like crazy and wild. They just throw those words around and they, I don't think you wanted to be a little more loco, right? Yeah, exactly. Color was loco, but flavor wasn't. Yeah. That weird orange <laughs> powdery color. Yeah. I'm realizing that my B word bias has really affected my taco enjoyment. And I think I, I, I may have to go back to Tony's tacos tonight and just get two more with crunchy. Do it. In all seriousness, ever since Dave started doing the show, it's incredible. The variety and the difference a taco is to other, because the cliche is all Mexican food is kind of the same thing. It's just prepared a little differently. 
it's not. There's so much variety to tacos. I mean, it was surprising to me to where now I have sure. a point of view on them. Whereas before it was just like, well, give me tacos, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. However, that's defined by this establishment. Mexican food is the only food I can say that I could eat every day, all three meals and be happy. I just love it all. It's magical. Pro cilantro or no cilantro? Doesn't bother me, but I'm definitely not one of those weird tasters, whatever. Soap. Soap people. Right. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, but it can be, yeah, there can be way too much. I like, you know, gazpacho and stuff, you know, that's all. Tomato and cilantro and onions, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) But it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I don't want... I like cilantro. But I don't love it. It, it. it definitely is. It just, just enough. Yeah. It can be it's overdone. Don't go crazy. Right. Yeah. Don't go yeah. crazy. Don't go loco with the Don't go loco with the cilantro. Um, yeah. If, if Taco Bell had a, a ad campaign, yeah, with cilantro loco tacos, I would <laughs> pass. <laughs> you would not be a fan. You would not be a fan of that one. Yeah. They'd be like neon green cilantro. <laughs> Some kind of weird. That's probably coming. Uh, give it a year mm-hmm. or two. What are you drinking with your tacos? You margarita guys? Sure. A little Corona? Dos Equis? Tonight, I'm completely opposite. It's uh, I'm drinking a porter. A Chicago Revolution Brewing in Chicago. Eugene Porter. But it seems it's okay with tacos. But okay. I generally, I like margaritas. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a horchata guy. I'm basically no fun anymore. And so... If I drank a large cup of horchata now, I'd, I'd get sick. I had a cherry limeade from Sonic a while ago, and I nearly threw up. <laughs> and I used to love those. The funny thing about Rick is he's a blast, but I think he thinks he's no fun. So, like, I feel like I, like, I had a great time with Rick. And I think Rick walks away from these being like, that was a terrible time. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the people go out and they drink and they have fun. I, you know, and I'm, I'm like, I'll just have water. Well, you don't have to drink to have fun. Like, I don't know where you got that concept. You could have a cherry limeade from Sonic. <laughs> yeah, but I did. And then I got really sick. I was just like, oh, I can't drink this anymore. Well, that's, that's this the, is... Yeah, it's the same as if you were drinking alcohol. Exact same. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do Result. this anymore. <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. laughs> okay. Favorite side dish with tacos, chips and salsa, chips and queso, chips and guacamole. Guacamole. There was a place like I've been to where they have the big stone bowl and they they grind up the yeah. ingredients together yeah. and you get that guacamole. But that's usually when I'm with a group of people and someone brought it up. Like if I was paying and everything like that, and it was just with the kids or something, I'd go, "No, we're not. We're not spending ten dollars on a stone ground guacamole bowl. <laughs> we're getting the free chips and salsa, and that's it. Uh, yeah, exactly." <laughs> In fact, El Portone, that's the, the the place in town. I mean, they tell you, they say, one free salsa. Like, you can't just, like other places right in town, they'll, you know, they'll just keep, keep it coming, dumping yeah. salsa on your table and everything like that. But it's it's because it's crap, right? It's just coming out of a, a vat, you know, a big plastic vat that says Heinz on it probably, right? But then the places that actually make good salsa, they'll say, oh, can we have some more salsa? And, oh, that'll be a dollar. The sign says one salsa, Rick. Rick. <laughs> exactly. When you're not eating tacos, which you guys are not eating tacos, Jim and Rick, what are you eating? What do you eat as much as I eat tacos? Or what do you eat? <laughs> Pizza. 
where would you get that pizza, Jim? Where would if you had your druthers, <laughs> what pizza place would you order that pizza from? Spaghetti bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Man, Doesn't... totally undermining Chris's side gig here of this Lido's spokesman, the <laughs> cash he's getting under the table every episode of any podcast he's on. So your podcast is a is also a, a pizza sponsored podcast, right? There's no sponsorship. Rick made that up. That was a lie. Jim sponsored by Spaghetti Bowl. I, I, I guess. <laughs> What a, you you do ads for Lido's Pizza on your podcast? That's we don't not do ads for the pizza place. We mention how much we love the delicious pizza from Lido's Pizza, and that we can just go down to countryside and get ourselves. You know this the place where Jim got his tacos right across the street and just up the street. Lido's Pizzas. It's conveniently located. It's family owned. It's it's uh, uh, delicious. Jim and Rick's mom loves it. She likes Jimmy Jungas and Lido's Pizza. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Uh, Rick, what are you eating? What restaurants do you eat at as much as I eat tacos? Is there something that you're really passionate about? I, w- I was a heavy-duty B-word eater. Like, that was what I was eating for breakfast oh my after God. I stopped eating eggs. What's weird is that, but then I'm not eating breakfast anymore. I'm just not eating a lot. It's kind of sad. Ah, man. I eat a lot of salad. <laughs> that sounds... Just describing... My life and what I eat and don't eat just seems sad. You got to eat, friend. You got to eat. I do eat. No, no, I eat. I'm well over my prime weight, according to the U.S. government. Like at least 30 pounds over what I'm supposed to be, if not more. But yeah, I'm not eating pizza anymore. I'm not eating my breakfast burritos. I don't know. If you looked at our last president who was allegedly at his prime weight... I'm not sure you can call yourself <laughs> exactly. over your prime weight. That was the thing is I, yeah, I was up until recently, I was, I was at the former president's fictional weight. I was at the weight he was claiming to be, which he obviously was much over, but I was, I was at his prime, but he's also, he was also like six foot three, right? I've been eating a lot of what uh, we call rice mit scheiss, which is another <laughs> tour phrase. That's in America, when you would tour, you'd get pizza. You always got pizza. The club owner had to feed you. You'd get pizza because pizza's cheap. In Europe, a Dutch, yeah, Dutch tour manager would say tonight, oh, it's rice mit scheiss. So it's basically rice with shit. And so it's <laughs> which isn't derogatory, of, really. It's just no, it's just, it's just yeah. It's, there's a big pot of rice, and then there's like some kind of stew-like, bean-like, vegetable thing, and then you put them together, and that's rice mit scheiss. And I, I eat a lot of that. Can you make that into a taco? <laughs> I guess you could. Just put it in a tortilla. So sometimes I do. Yeah, that's 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 what I'll do with leftovers is sometimes it'll wind up into in in a in a tortilla. Rice Machice leads me to like have you discussed on I've I've listened to some of this podcast, but I haven't listened to all of them. But have you brought up the French taco? Which I'm sure you have if you yeah, I don't it, think it's so. like a it's an abomination, I think. It is a the B, it is a B. The it's B a word. B. It's okay. basically. So it's more of a B. It's more of a B than a T. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's trendy. I've set my computer up for all mentions of burritos. I mean, the B word. Just don't come <laughs> into my inbox. Whoa. I blocked that word. I've also blocked the word French taco. So that's probably why I haven't seen that. Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos? I'm trying to think of an event in my a time in my life where I was just offered a taco. 
I've never, yeah, I don't think I've ever turned down food. I mean, yeah, this is okay. a with tacos, but I remember talking to a friend of mine about pizza. I was trying to explain to him that it's like, that. that's more of what we got on tour in places. And it was like, I've never had a bad pizza, you know, an inedible pizza. And I think that's, the, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't had as much experience with tacos, but I have a feeling it's the same. But pizza, it's like, I've had a lot of mediocre pizzas, but... I ate them, you know, it's like, I've never t- not eaten a pizza. If it wasn't rotting, you know, the food, if the ingredients weren't turning or anything like that, I'm not talking about food poisoning, just poorly made. It's like a bad pizza is a pizza. I had a bad pizza once in Indonesia. Do you have any taco phobia? Something that if it's on a taco, you will not eat that taco. Today, I ordered the vegan tacos and it included mushrooms the vegan tacos include mushrooms and i said no mushrooms i'm not a vegan or vegetarian or anything but i love yeah i love mushrooms like it just infuriates me that rick doesn't like mushrooms i don't know mushrooms aren't a vegetable first off but that doesn't matter i mean they're just what are they even before you didn't a legume they're fungi right they're fungi it's not even yeah not a vegetarian thing i'm not even talking about that just that just just, never never liked mushrooms. mushrooms i didn't when i was a little kid but I know. I love mushrooms now. I love mushrooms. We get mushrooms on our Lita's pizza when we get it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had mushrooms in a taco. So that's next. Well, like grasshoppers. Isn't that the thing? Like there's a place around here a few blocks away. Uh, Grasshopper uh, tacos? Brookfield that had the grasshopper tacos and things. And this guy, this guy ate an ant taco, a taco full of ants. Yep. I thought they were black beans. No, they were not black beans. <laughs> they were ants. I guess that's the way to eat those is to not know <laughs> right. what you're eating. Right. Uh, this is the speed round. This is just different taco types. I just need to know yay or nay on these. You guys ready? Okay. Speed round. Let's see if you can get it done in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Here we go. Three, two, one. Taco pizza. Yay. Nay. Taco salad. Yay. Yay. Taco burgers. Yay. Nay. Taco dogs. Yay. Nay. <laughs> dogs dressed like tacos. Yay. <laughs> nay. <laughs> That's two episodes in a row we've had somebody nay a dog dressed like a taco. Ridiculous. What, like, why would you do that to an animal? It's humiliating, and they don't even know they're being humiliated. It's, it's wrong. And then they pee and it gets on the costume and my wife puts food costumes on our dogs and it's it is bad they don't like it they look embarrassed (laughs) my father-in-law when uh whenever their toy poodle was taken to be trimmed came back from the dog barber or whatever he'd always yell peachy you look like a pimp (laughs) (laughs) is this your 99 year old jazz trumpeter (laughs) father-in-law yeah, 90, 90, 93. Oh, sorry. I aged him up. My apologies. Breakfast tacos. Yay. Oh, yay. Walking tacos. <laughs> is that, that's like, what is that? Confusion. It's where it's in like a Fritos or Doritos bag and you put the taco ingredients in it oh, and you just yeah. walk with it and eat it with yeah. a fork. What? Ugh, I, that just sounds wrong. No, nay. Taco soup. Yay. Oh, yeah, 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 yay. Taquitos. I need a hint. I can't remember what those are. They're like the the rolled original tacos, the rolled ones. You get them in like a 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the when she said 7-Eleven and seeing them on that little roller thing, no. Nay. Yay. 
Jim is down for all of these. Hot dogs, too, on the side. Miniature tiny tacos from 7-Eleven. Yay. <laughs> or a, actually even better, Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> Yay. That's like the only Wiener Schnitzel for a thousand miles is in Champaign, no, in Champaign Illinois. Yeah. Oh, really? I've never been yeah, to one of those. The, the restaurant. I think they yeah, have tacos. The, Man, I got to go. A, yeah, like Road a, trip. Do a remote on location. I wonder if it's still open. Sure, yeah. Choco tacos. Yay. <laughs> Yay, yeah. Naked chicken yeah, chalupa like, from Taco Bell. Nay. I don't know what that is, but nay, I don't yeah, like it. I'll say nay. Uh, tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg from Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> nay. Nay. Taco Bell's nacho fries with nacho cheese. Yay. And I've eaten those even without the cheese. Pretty good. Nay. Recently, yeah. I get into a fight with my younger son about eating them. We have to get two. So he's a fan. Yeah, he likes anything that's got the, yeah, the weird Dorito flavoring on it. (laughs) Okay, last question. This is a pretty important one. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? Or maybe you're listening to it on the way home from getting tacos. Something that gets you really fired up. Oh, just recently, uh, just a call back to our own podcast, but it's Shriek Back all lined up. (laughs) Thinking about those tacos in the the taco preparation alley <laughs> thing, whatever up. it's called, the yep. lanes, yeah, all lined up. Much to the chagrin of my family, I sing Taco Taco Bell to the tune of Macho Man whenever we're going to Taco Bell. Oh, that's great. That's a very dad thing yeah. to do. Oh, yeah, exactly. Something they'll remember me always. <laughs> like at some point I'll be gone and they'll be driving to Taco Bell and someone will start singing it and their children will scream at them and tell them to shut up. Chris, do you have a new favorite or anything you've been listening to lately that's getting you really excited to get tacos? Uh, I like to listen to Harry Styles when I'm in the car now. I'm a oh, big, okay. I like that new Fine Line or Fine Something is his new album. I don't, I don't know. I like to think about him being my son. Okay. So so the Lido's money's not enough. You got to take money from Harry Styles' record company too. Is that what's going on? Sony now? Records? Sony Music? Is that what you were mentioning? You mentioned the label. His... I might as well bring it up since you mentioned it. Sony Music is, um, yeah, they're they're putting out Harry's records, and I think it's it's bold of them. You know, he said he didn't want to do another. I don't know what band he's from, NSYNC or whatever band he was from. Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers, and he didn't want to do another Jonas Brothers record. <laughs> he wanted to do something that was, you know, a complete Peter Gabriel ripoff, and and he accomplished it. Oh man, I'm going to have to li- it's a, it's a Peter Gabriel ripoff. I have to listen to it. Yeah, now. have you listened to um I can't believe you tricked me into your uh into your promotional gig. There there's a song that sounds like um Salisbury Hill on it. There's a song that there's a couple oh. songs on it that sound like some of the other Gabriel Shock the Monkey? Is there a Shock the no, Monkey? No, it's song? not a Shock the Monkey. He recorded it half of it in Gabriel's studio. So and he does a uh, killer uh, cover of Sledgehammer. You know, you can see on YouTube. I you should go check it out. <laughs> right. What was the question, Dave? Another uh this is the very last part of the show. This is called the random taco question of the week. Jim, throw me out a number between one and ninety-two, and I'm gonna ask you a random taco question. Random taco question of the week. Uh, 73. 73. Here we go. What is the worst fast food name and what is the best fast food name? So what is the best fast food franchise name? What is the worst fast food franchise name? Oh, like in Iowa, there, well, there are convenience stores come and go. 
Yes. Was, you know. They have those in the southern Missouri, yeah. K-U-M. I think it's pronounced cumin, cumin go. <laughs> <laughs> the cumin go salsa is really good. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite fast food franchise name one that really like says exactly what you're gonna get really it really makes you happy yes yeah, mr donut mr donut <laughs> mr donut mr yeah. donut which was right next door well i was gonna say burger king just because it was you know they're right next to each other these places were the original 19 early 70s i went to the the, the place i went the brother's place i went to tonight which was previously a Mr. Donut in the 70s. Next door, which is a bank now, was the original Burger King in the area. This is 19, early 70s. Mm-hmm. And I went to, in kindergarten, we went on a field trip to uh, the Burger King, which is right next to this place. Did you get the uh, paper crowns and everything on the field trip? Did they this give may have the- been before that. I don't know if they, oh, wow. if we got any, I mean, this was 1973. I don't remember crowns, but I remember it was amazing. Did they take you back to the kitchen and stuff? Yeah. And there was a microwave. I remember that was the first time I saw a microwave. I think. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I remember about it is you, you came back and said, there's a machine where you put the food in and it gets hot like instantly. <laughs> that was what I remember. Like, I remember you going to that field trip just because you came back with this story of this magical oven. Uh, Rick, throw me out a number. I'll give you a random taco question. 11. Worst song that you are embarrassed is on your iPod or on your uh, Spotify list. Is there a song that you have saved that's on your Spotify? What's the streaming service? I don't have Apple music. Yeah. Do you have, yeah. Do you have a, what's a song that you're embarrassed is on your uh, Napster? Your Napster, yeah. <laughs> Napster. I do have a, I do have Spotify, even though it's stealing the livelihood away from both regular musicians and billionaire musicians. You know, it's probably this Matt Monroe song, which I absolutely love. So Matt Monroe did Born Free, and he's kind of like the British Frank Sinatra. But he did this song, almost like a women's liberation song, but it's like a marching kind of woman you're going to be fine someday kind of song. It's a really strange song that I remember posting on Facebook and saying it was amazing and and got zero likes. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to change the world is the song by Matt Monroe. Chris, throw me out a number. I'll give you a random taco question. 666. Between 1 and 92. 66. 66, all right. (laughs) We found out on a show once from a former Taco Bell worker that Taco Bell uses a meat hose to shoot the meat into their tacos and burritos. B word. Does that excite you or scare you? It sickens me. Because you swore off Taco Bell. You, I don't eat Taco Bell. You, you, during this program, during our run of shows, you had it once and you said, I'm never going back. I had not had it since high school. And then I had it once a couple years ago. That's it. I'm done. What was the order that tipped the scales and I'm never going back? Do you remember what you got? A soft chicken taco with sour cream. <laughs> that doesn't sound too. Bad doesn't sound sound too loco. They though. didn't have cinema crispas. They didn't have cinema crispas anymore. So why would you go back? That's the only thing that was good on the menu. Well, guys, we finally reached the end of this episode of Taco the Town. We did it. I have one last thing. Do you do you have one of these, Dave? I don't. Carde asada. Rick is showing me a a Hot Wheel that is a taco 
Taco Hot Wheel. I got to find that. I'll send it to you. Dude, I'd love that. It was in a, a dollar bin at the local Jewel Osco, so I'm not so sure. That's awesome. I'll send it to you. I bought it just because I thought of you when I saw it. I love that. Where can people find your show? Do you have anything to say about your podcast? Uh, give a little plug. I mean, if you're interested in movies, serial killers, serial killer apologists. What's what's the next movie you have coming up? Uh, Faces of Death. Three, Faces of Death. I think, is it, guys? I've never seen Beyond the First Faces of Death. That's unfair. That's an unfair accusation. I guess we can reveal it here because we won't be having a, an episode to reveal it, but we'll be watching, ladies and gentlemen, The Rolling Stones with a very special guest wow. that uh, Rick got to come on the show. So we're excited. Mick Jagger? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mickey J <Yeah>. himself. <laughs> we call him Mickey J. That's awesome. You, I can't wait. That's really your next episode? The, well, that movie is. is oh, Mick, cool. Mick Jagger's not on the episode. <laughs> oh, okay. We yeah. do have a great guest. Ian Stewart. We got... We got Ian Stewart. That's an inside Rolling Stones joke. He's he's the guy. He he was there. He was in the band, but he was too ugly homely. and old. Yeah, homely to to officially be in the band. So he would sit off to the side and play the piano and play the piano on the records. Even this movie, they introduce Nicky Hopkins, but apparently Ian Stewart is playing piano on some of the other songs in the dark somewhere. <laughs> Man, it was their roadie? Basically, became their roadie. I'll say that. Um... I would probably prefer to have the guest that we had after listening to how he came on the show was so sincere, so sweet. And I mean that in the, the traditional sense of the word, I prefer <laughs> him over uh, any Rolling Stone as a guest on the show. And I mean that sincerely. Oh, guys, yeah. do you agree? Yeah. yeah. Hot seat question. You could have any Rolling oh, yeah, Stone yeah. or our guest. What's your choice? It's true. Yeah. Except, except for Brian Jones. Except be, for Brian Jones. That would be a amazing. really that would be great a get. A, a get, totally. Yeah, that's true. AI, maybe AI Brian Jones. Like if somebody does an AI Brian Jones, maybe we can Hologram. Talk Hologram. The future. Hologram. Holograms nowadays. Yeah. AI Brian Jones. What would AI Brian Jones be? You'd ask it a question. Like, where, where's my Amazon order? And he would tell us AI Brian <laughs> Jones would come back and say, you're asking about your shovel. Let me look that up for you. My name's Brian Jones. Have you heard this Howling Wolf single? Let me back my sports car out of your pool so that I can find out where your shovel went. Is this my house? <laughs> All right, so Lost and Found and Rewound, where can people find the show? If you if you were just listening to maybe the last five minutes and you were laughing hilariously at all those references and jokes, you should absolutely listen to our podcast. If you were baffled, frustrated, and angry... Like Dave. You're like Dave. Yeah, if you were having the same reaction Dave was having, like, I can't believe I asked these guys on my taco podcast to talk about pizza and the Rolling Stones. And Ted Bundy. And Ted, well, <laughs> Ted of Bundy. course, Ted Bundy. I mean, Rick brought it up. He's in the news again, right? He is? Where? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for being on the show. And thanks for talking tacos with me. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify. Thanks to everyone back at the Taco the Town corporate office. Our music is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Be safe out there, everybody. Remember to support your local neighborhood taco shop. And until next time, go, go, eat, go eat some tacos!
Lotus Pod.